Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. I have to say, I'm going to have to admit, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm getting a little bit pre-Christmas demob happy. This is my penultimate show of the year. The wonderful David Bull will be in for me over the Christmas period. But I'm delighted to say that my penultimate show, I'm joined by uh, a good friend of the show, uh, Benedict Spence, who we had expected you were going to be uh, doing some work. Yes, somewhere else. Anywhere else. So we're looking... (laughs) All right. All right, mate. Take the hint. I mean... um, mean, But we're very excited you're here. Exactly. You're talking about how excited you are to be anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, not anywhere. Getting up at 4.30. Where will you be, Julia? Somewhere warm, don't shout at me. There Somewhere we warm. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, where, which is where an awful lot of people who come to this country on, on, on Channel Migrant Boats are, are, come from. Oh, is that, is, can I do that link? Uh, we, we have got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot about strikes, nurses' strikes, uh, railway strikes. It's fascinating. A uh, lot of people feel to be, seem to be changing their views in terms of railway strikes now affecting Christmas and also concern about nurses' strikes in particular affecting patients, as we were just discussing. Um, uh, but um, let's talk about the migrant issue because um, it, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's an ongoing issue but yet a new announcement. Um, crucially, what we've seen announced, let me go through again what, what's been announced this time round. Um, and again, we're told this you know, could be a game changer and all of that. But uh, speaking yesterday in the Commons, the Prime Minister said they wanted to double the number of asylum case workers with a streamlined process, a dedicated unit with 400 specialists to process Albanian claims within weeks, Currently, we're looking at, I mean, I think sort of a couple of percent have been dealt with in the last mm. year. A new agreement with the Albanian government, making it easier to send back migrants who arrive illegally. Border force officers being embedded at Tirana Airport in Albania to cut the number of illegal migrants heading for the UK and to tackle traffickers. A threshold for modern slavery claims being raised significantly. Um, requiring evidence to show exploitation rather than simply a suspicion. So that was, made it a lot easier for people to claim human trafficking under Theresa May and moved it back. Illegal workers to be prevented from getting UK bank accounts, a 50% increase in raids to combat illegal working, and also um, a, a small boats operational command bringing together the military, border force and the National Crime Agency, uh, and crucially more than 700 new staff um, uh, to tackle organised crime, uh, and also an annual quota on asylum numbers to be set by Parliament. Um, <laughs> And working with the UN uh, Refugee Agency, tackling the issue of safe routes, so the alternative of some more safe and legal routes for migrants, which we currently don't have for most countries. <clears throat> I mean, that's more than a five-step plan. It, they're combining a lot of things together there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it all sounds well and good. Yeah. There's a lot of detail. It's not just a off-the-cuff remark, sort of Boris Johnson style. So Rishi Sunak says he's been spending a lot of his time working on this. Cost of living and this have been his two big things. This is what he's planning to do. He's also said he's prepared to pass laws 
to basically change the, you know, the human rights legislation that we're under internationally and the like. Any hope at all that this will make a difference? Uh, limited. Um, I'm, I'm sure that there is uh, plenty of political will behind this, uh, but really I think that you have to recognise that the Conservative Party have been saying for the last decade plus that they are going to do whatever they can to bring down numbers both yeah. of legal and illegal immigration, and the numbers have just continued to go up. Um, yeah, certain things in there sort of stand out. We're going to have a set number of asylum applications. Well, how do you are you going to change that if a war breaks out somewhere else and there are lots of very needy people, or if you don't make up the quota one year, you know, yeah. does it roll over for next year? The other thing, of course, is you know, we're going to have border force officials at Tirana Airport. Mm. Well, they're not coming via the airport. That's that's the whole point. Actually, yeah. they're coming via the small boat. Think, that is just a gesture. But yeah, but yes, but I think they're coming via the airport to get to get to France or. or get I'm to not actually sure that they are. That they don't need to. Well, Europe what, is actually quite well. But, unlike the UK, it's got I mean, quite good rail connections. Yes. Most of Europe, even the Balkans. I mean, the key thing here is. Um, you know, it's the motivation. You've got mm. to tackle the motivation and the ability of people to to get to the country. Yeah. Um, the motivation is, oh, you know, either you know, these Albanians organised crime. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, again, you're not desperate if you're in France. I'm sorry, you're you're desperate if you're in Syria. I get that. Um, and yes, okay, fine. Europe, you know, need to share out the burden and take their fair share. I understand all of that. However, you're in this situation where you're saying basically you need to stop people wanting to try to get here who we don't think should be here. But you want to still be a safe haven as a as a good country uh, to to actually um, uh, provide a safe haven for people who do need to be here. The question is, a lot of I think a lot of voters would feel it's about the numbers. Yeah, it is about the numbers, and the numbers we've got right now is off the scale. It is, especially when you then combine it with your own capacity to put people up. And we're talking about potentially putting people into holiday camps. You know, hotels are being repurposed. Um, all whilst, you know, you've got net numbers of legal migration at about half a million. And we're only building a few hundred thousand homes a year, if that. Um, you know, forget the knock-on effect to things like the NHS and schools and and everything else. Uh, it, it just doesn't really stack up. And I, I do think that, you know, we, we know that the Albanian issue has been exploited by criminal gangs, by people trying to use modern slavery laws. But it's going to take more than just saying, oh, there's going to be an exemption for Albanians and we're going to speed up the process for Albanians. That won't necessarily stop them coming if the networks are already established. You've got to break up those smuggling networks and those criminal organisations that are facilitating it. I mean, I mean, and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, the reality is, is there, is there the real will in this? Because we were talking to you know, guests on the show yesterday about this, and, and Stephen Wolfe, who's been talking about this for a long time, um, uh, is, um, is, is that uh, actually that there isn't a political will, and you've got a political class that are completely and utterly living above and away from this. They, they don't have... They, 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 their children are not competing for the school places. They're not living next door to the B&B where these you know, armies of young men are being housed. They don't really care. They think it's a bunch of... Of, of basically xenophobic racists mm. who who are complaining because they don't like multiculturalism, and it's a bunch of let's face it, people who I live near going, oh, isn't it wonderful? We've got a lovely deli up yeah. the road. Wonderful multiculturalism. They don't understand the impact on housing, the impact on jobs. They never accepted before Brexit, even just you know legal migration, having you know a few million people from another country coming in, providing in lots of cases cheap labour. Yeah. That was that was pushing down wages. This is apparently the number two issue. 
after cost of living clearly is the number one issue for, for key voters, particularly Tory voters, but also particularly in those red wall seats. And we could be talking to Jonathan Gullis, who's the MP for Stoke-on-Trent North later in the show, who's got a plan. He wants to basically propose a new law to ignore basically the European Convention on Human Rights and begin flights to Rwanda immediately and just get on with everything. Um, and that's something I think would get an awful lot of support from a lot of us. Mm. Um, but there is this issue, the, the, the elite, I mean, Boris Johnson, he talked a good talk. Boris Johnson is on record in many an article. And it's basically he, Boris, he thinks that we should have an amnesty for illegal migrants. Oh, the, yeah, you hear that a lot. You hear, I've read that in The Spectator multiple times that there should be an amnesty for illegal migrants, which everybody in the left decries as a racist publication. Um, it, it was summed up during the referendum debate. Who are we going to get to come and work in prep for us, wasn't it, by that, that poor woman in that throwaway line? I think that that'll never leave her alone. And that is ultimately what it is. It's about getting cheap labour in. And people in those positions, in the elite, as you put it, they don't really care how cheap, they don't really care where they come from, as long as it is cheap. But then you look at what are the knock-on effects. We have upwards of 5 million people on out-of-work benefits in this country. Yeah. Those people have to be supported, and I tell you what, they're not going to be supported by, people earning subsistence wages who have come over from wherever and, and are sending you, half of it home. So that's absolutely crucial, sending half of it home. They're able to mm. live cheaply here, um, but I mean, and I know, I know people who, who do that. Yeah. Um, so the question I'm asking the audience today, I'd love to hear from you, will Rishi Sunak's plan to tackle channel migrants and clear the asylum backlog work. Simple as that. I mean, yeah, simply, you know, having a load, hundreds more staff to actually sit and go through the asylum applications is a good start. Um, I mean, they simply, and basically you have a completely inadequate, as we know for, what, 20 years now, not mm. fit for purpose, home office. But I want to know, do you think it will work? But also, what would you do? What would be your solution? Because, I mean, Labour keeps saying, oh, you know, we need to have a deal with France to return people. They're not going to take people yeah. back. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.